0: Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. You guys are three days into your fast. And I'm excited for you. There's time for you to get involved right now. We've got prayer groups waiting. Don't forget, we're going to be praying in the building this Saturday at 10 a.m. Saturday morning throughout the fast, we are going to be praying 10 a.m. to 11, 10 to 11 this week, the following Saturday, and then the last Saturday right before the fast is over, we're going to be here. So three special Prayer seminars are going to be in the church. We're going to be praying, fasting, praying, praying prayers, praying in the Spirit, so join them. And if you cannot join them in person, join them online. We've made all this available for you. Don't forget, Saturday morning at 10 a.m. to 11 a.m., and we're going to be free to kind of be there. I want to talk to you. Um, I kind of felt this. As we're getting ready to fast and pray, the Lord really laid upon my heart, that the pursuit of excellence is really what we're looking to achieve here. We need to go to another level of excellence. Excellence in seeking God, excellence in our life. And as we start this series and and press into this series over this next month, I believe these powerful truths are not just going to change you, but they're going to change your family dynamic forever. Because excellence is basically the continual pursuit of improvement. And that's what this is. We're getting spiritually sharp by fasting and praying and seeking God. How many of you know it's staying one step ahead of the ordinary? That's what excellence is. I'm trying to stay one step ahead of an ordinary life because God didn't call me and you to have an ordinary life, He's called us to have an extraordinary life. It is doing a common thing in an uncommon way. It is going beyond the status quo, and it is being unsatisfied with just good enough. That's what excellence is. I'm not satisfied with good enough. You know, I was laughing them. Um, you know, I used to um, I used to make um these displays, these fancy displays. You know, for fancy department stores when I was a kid. You know, it was the first job, I really, really first real job. You know, I had where you, you know you're not in school anymore, and um, it was really high-end stuff. It was kind of um, really, uh, really took time. You know, you really had to be precise. And i never forget, when I left that job, I had to go to another job. We had moved, of course, to Florida. And I was making cabinets and I worked for this company. And man, it was so crazy. It was like, guys were saying stuff like, ah, oh, you can't see it from my house. You know, it was like, no big deal. Send it the way it is. And it was like, it was so out of the, the norm for me from being in one shop to the other shop. Where one shop was like, it's gotta be perfect, it's gotta be precise, we gotta give the best product possible. To the other product was, who cares? Can't see it from my house, I don't care. Hey, no, you know, it was like kind of like no big deal to me, just get it out the door. And I never forgot I was young and and, and I was like, man, I said, what a different aspect of, of work. You know, you went one place where everybody was taking pride in what they did and they were really being excellent. And then the other place was just like, we don't care. And it was beyond just being ordinary. It was really just, it was just junky, you know? And I remember my morale with going to work was kind of like despondent because I was like, man, if they don't care, I don't care. You know, it was like kind of like I was becoming like, I don't care. And now all of a sudden, these bad habits were arising because of my lack of ability to walk in excellence because everybody in the culture was just like, who cares? It's becoming satisfied with just good enough. Listen, that's what what happens when you're ordinary. And this is what God has not called us to. Excellence is doing your absolute best in every circumstance. Given the capacity I have, it's not to be mediocre, inadequate, or second-class, inferior, substandard, unsatisfactory, commonplace and ordinary, this is not what we're supposed to be about. We're supposed to be people of excellence because God is a God of excellence. So now, these next couple weeks, I want to ask you this question. Are you excellent, and are you operating in excellence? And excellence is the standard that God has given us. Are we making sure we're walking in excellence? Now, here's the first thing. Excellence in your personal life, excellence in your home life, excellence. In your work life, excellence. All through your life, I think there's some common core questions that we have to ask ourselves about excellence. And then I think there's some real um, life shaping identifications we have to really ask ourselves: Am I really being excellent? You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's funny. Does my clothes closet look excellent? Does my car look excellent? Does my house look excellent? Is my is my ability to to do things excellent or am I kind of like halfway doing life and making excuses about it? You know, I'm going to tell you what happened to me. It was really really good. I was um just recently I've been challenged to really go there. And um I was I was in this I was in this kind of like meeting and, and I noticed, like, the person was talking, and as the person was talking, it was like kind of like I seen into this. It was like looking through a window. It was really wild. It was like looking into this window, and I caught it. I said, man, excellence is an invitation from another that you're invited into, and you have to accept or reject the invitation. Most people make excuses when the invitation is sent just like a normal invitation, right? Uh, you know, I got invited to go to this, you know, wedding or something, but we're busy and we can't go and, you know, you got to bring a gift. And We make excuses. Excellence is an invitation that is given from the life of one who is to one who is not. And man, that right there will challenge you. And I think there's a little God involved in that where it's like, God is allowing access in the earth. So I really believe in this series because God is giving me the green light of things that I don't even have developed in my own life. You could develop these things because these principles are being openly accessible to you now because this is what God wants to talk about, that you can open your life to a life of excellence because God is excellent because of what I'm saying. I'm kind of like gonna be used like conduit to get something to you that if you don't reject it, And you really get honest with yourself and say, you know, I've been living a pretty mediocre life, Now that's not mean, or I've been living this kind of like, you know, a ho-ho status quo life, but we're in this fast, and I want to go from mediocre to excellent. I want to go walk this life of excellent. I want to be like God in, in his excellence of how he does things, and I really, really want to be honest with myself. I haven't really carried personal excellence I haven't really carried this corporate excellence, and I want to become an excellent individual because this is what I know about excellence. Um, a man, you know, this is really good. Dr. Rob said this for years. A man's progress in life is in direct proportion to his continual pursuit of excellence. A man's progress in life is in direct proportion to his continual pursuit of excellence. And this is the thing I've, I've learned about excellence. You never, ever can achieve it. Now this is where most people will get worn out. What do you mean you can never ever achieve it? You don't it constantly moves. It excellence is elusive. It, it just when you think you're close to it, it goes higher and it makes you challenge yourself to go after it. So most people get tired in the pursuit of it because it's something you can never really get. It's kind of like God, he he think you figured him out and then he grows in a deeper place of grace and reveals himself even deeper, and you go, oh, wow, there it is. So don't get discouraged in the fact that excellence is elusive, and just when you think you got close, you can go closer to it. It takes you and stretches you beyond ordinary and brings you to a life extraordinary. I promise you it's going to be powerful, and this is the cool part. There is an anointing in this series to allow you to see stuff you couldn't see. You'll be able to start seeing details you didn't see before in your life. And that's why I want us to look at Philippians 3 and 12. I really believe uh, that this scripture right here, we're going to stay here and we're going to kind of carry this thing in because my pursuit of excellence is going to be exactly that. I must pursue excellence. And that's what I want you to write down. I must pursue excellence. Now, here's what you got to realize. Excellence does not come over time. Excellence in anything you do does not come over your own ability. Your own ability is not going to achieve excellence. I believe excellence is man progressing in pursuit of something that he doesn't have right now. And this meaning this, that you have to understand, it's something you're not going to achieve on your own, but it's going to, so, it's going to be something you pursue within another. And I'm going to explain that. Okay, now let me explain it. God is excellent. And as you pursue after God and allow the principles of God to be there, you're going to start seeing through his eyes of excellence, but you're going to start following excellence of others in the earth. What means this, you're going to not, like, it was kind of like that shop effect. You get around some cultures, they're like, ah, I don't care what it looks like. Who cares? But then in other places, the demand of excellence. You know, I don't know, I'm a watch guy. You know, I like... I like watches, you know. I like uh, preachers; most preachers do. But I like looking at, you know, and I don't understand all the parts of these things. But like some of these watches are like three, four hundred thousand dollars. Like, look at what is what is in that thing? Well, how many of you know? There's so many intricate parts that have to be precisely to like you can't even be off, you know, a, a, a hair. It's got to be precise, and that's why they're so expensive. There's some of them they don't even have a they don't have battery. They run solarly like all you know you look at these things and go, what in the world? But you know what? Because of the extensive labor it takes to put in and the amount of excellence, the value goes up. Just like that, your value goes up in the earth as a person when you become a person of excellence. Everybody's just like can't see it from my house. Those those people are a dime a dozen. You could find them, you know, hanging out at most places. But the one person that carries excellence—that it's not good enough unless it's going from good to great. It's not going to be ordinary. It has to be extraordinary. It's not going to just be something we do. It's going to be something we get so attention to detail. It's going to make your value go up, just like the difference of you know a Timex—not not a Timex—but it costs what it costs because the amount of labor that it's in it. When you go look at something that's like you know a hundred thousand dollar watch, it's like a car. You know what I mean? Why are some cars more expensive than others? You know, it it takes it takes it takes. Uh, I was watching these guys take apart a Lamborghini the other day, and it, and it was like just in just taking it apart. It's not like you just take apart. You know, this other thing over here. This Lamborghini is precise. You know what I mean? That's why the value of it. What it what it costs. Why does it cost so much? It took more time to create. It's excellent. There's nothing out of place. Nothing rattles, nothing, you know what I'm saying? So, of course, it's everything in life. You know, you could eat a $5 steak, you know, from some cow, you know, was over there. And then you got these cows, they're massaging, you know what I mean? And it's like a $50 steak, you know what I mean? It's like there's a difference of how something has been groomed, how something has been taken care of, how something has been worked. And who's worked on it. You ever see this? You can buy a painting from some Joe Blow on this side of the street, but then you go get like these high-end fancy painters. Why? Because the preciseness, the creativity, the excellence, there's that's how we value things just in the earth. How much do you know this? This is the value critique of heaven. Now let me explain this. Is excellence. Does that make sense? If you just lightly hold the word of God and you know, oh, well, it's God's word. But a person of excellence esteems it more. A person of excellence takes that to heart, that everything I do, I do unto the Lord. And it's not, gotta get God's stamp of approval on it. Excellence is a pursuit that I must go after. Now, most people won't go after it because it's elusive. And most people won't go after it because they've denied the invitation. And that's what I want you to see. And if I can get one point across right now, I am giving you, And me, thanks be to God. This is so powerful. I really feel the anointing here. Thanks be to God that he has given us the opportunity to access excellence in this series. I promise you this. Heaven has given us an invitation. The friends and partners. You could take this to business. You could take this to your life. We have been given this month, maybe just because of the beginning of this fast, I don't know, God's been gracious to us, of course, but he has given us the invitation to be excellent. And it is an invitation that you have to accept or you have to reject. And if you will accept this invitation of excellence and not make excuses for your life, not make excuses for anything, but you will take ownership, I promise you the rest of your life will be the best of your life because excellence will be the driving force in everything you do. Look what it says in Philippians 3 and 12. Y'all know what this says. I admit that I haven't acquired the absolute fullness that I'm pursuing. Right there in that statement. Because remember this, pressing towards the mark for the prize means I must be a pursuer of excellence. I am convinced of that. But I love what he says. I admit I haven't acquired it yet. That's important for you to get. The person who thinks they've arrived has already been deceived. Everybody that I'm talking to, me included, besides anybody besides God, can go, must admit, they have not arrived at the place. You might be doing good, but we can do a little better. You might be excellent, but we can get a little bit more. There's no one on the face of the earth that goes, I am the most excellent person in my life. And I want to use excellence in this terminology of this. I am trying to go to another place in my relationship with God. That's what excellence is. But watch this. I think this is so important for you to get this. Remember we said this? It's constant pursuit. A a man's progress in life is in direct proportion to his continual pursuit of excellence. Have I continued in my pursuit of excellence or have I slipped back into status quo Christianity because it's just okay from where I'm living? Is my relationship with God just okay? Are my relationships with the people around me just okay? Or am I pursuing a life of excellence? Look at what he says here. He says, watch this. Now, pursuit of excellence. I have not, haven't yet acquired the absolute fullness that I'm pursuing. Do you like this? Because I like this. Philippians 3 and 12 is so strong because look what it says. But I run with passion into his abundance so that I may reach the purpose that Jesus Christ has caused me or called me to fulfill and wants me to discover. I admit I haven't acquired it yet, the absolute fullness that I'm pursuing. Am I still pursuing with passion the things that God has called me to? That is such a great question. Am I really pursuing it with passion? Or has my passion kind of waned because it seems like a, excellence is so elusive i don't even try anymore and guys if you got to if you really can be honest and you got to ask yourself a real question have i lost maybe some of my spiritual edge because i have not been pursuing the excellence of god like i have in seasons before because sometimes what happens is this it's never really easy to to maintain Constant pursuit in every season of life. I'm telling you it's true. It's not easy to pursue constant pursuit of the things of God because we get busied by life and sometimes we get overwhelmed in situations and it seems to be almost like, man, can I just get a break from this constant pursuit? And that's why excellence has to be understood and it's elusiveness that you're never, ever, ever going to achieve it, but you always, listen to me, you're never, ever, ever going to achieve it at its fullness, but you're constantly going to be pursuing it and changing in the process to live a more excellent life. So it's kind of like I'm going for it, but as I'm going, it's moving, but I'm so, it's kind of like, this is the way I kind of seen it in my spirit, in my head, I kind of look at it like climbing up a mountain. You know, this mountain just looks so high. But as I'm looking up and I just keep reaching, 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 you're going to stop and pause and look down and go, oh, my God. Look at how far up I am compared to where I was. We were just over there. You know, I remember we went somewhere and uh, we, we had a walk. It was like I don't know what it was, man. We had a walk. You know, it was like one of those places like you're walking, like almost like hiking, you know, we were climbing and climbing and climbing and climbing. And when you're in it, man, you're just oh I, I we went to um we were at Stone Mountain one time. You know, they got that place in Georgia, you know, and you climb it. And we just kept going and going and going and going and going and going. And you, you think like, oh, my God, am I getting anywhere? And you're tired because you're going uphill. And one time I remember I looked over. And I was like, oh, my God, you look back down and it looks like you're halfway up to mountain. But then you got all this other way to go. God is like that. Every time you get a little higher up, you get higher up. He keeps going up, 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 up. But here's the good news. As you keep pursuing to go up, think of this. Say say there were stairs on the step, right? And say when you got to floor 20, it goes from 20 to 40. And then when you get to 40, it goes to 60. And then 60, it goes to 80. 80 goes on, and it never stops. If you just stop on road two, that's it. That's your potential. You just maxed out. That's where you live. You're the same view. And I'm gonna tell you right now, if you stop there, all the lazy people are there. All, I'm just going to be honest. This is going to sound rough, but all the underachievers are going to be sitting there like, hey, yeah, just chill. Don't go, oh, no, don't start climbing up there. If you start going up there, you know, it's going to get, you know, you might need oxygen you get so high up there. Just stay here with everybody else in the status quo life. It's true, guys. You know it's true. I'm not trying to be... I'm not trying to be hard on people. And I'm not, even church people, I'm not being like that. But, oh, you don't want to press that hard. But if you get to row, you get up there 100, you start looking down, now I've gone somewhere. Now, I look down, man, I got good results here. But here's the problem. God is so elusive. This is where I think most people quit. Because here's the thing. It's something I could never, ever really maximally achieve, all of it. So what do I do? You have to be content with consistently pursuing it, even though you cannot achieve it. Most people can't do that. There is a masterful lesson right there. Most people want to know, if I start it, I can achieve it. But how would you like to tell somebody, the minute you start this journey of excellence, you're never, ever, ever going to finish. You're going to have to constantly, every day pursue it. That's great news for me and you because then we don't we don't have the, um, I would like to say, the discouragement of starting this journey and then going, man, this is a lifelong quest. I told you before it signed up, it's a lifelong quest. It's not a daily, you get there three days from now. You live a life of excellence with constant pursuit to go higher. Look what it says in Hebrews 12 and one. This is powerful. As for us, We have all of these great witnesses who encircle us like clouds. So we must let go of every wound that has pierced us and sin so we easily fall into. Now, that's big because here's the thing. People stop reaching when they get discouraged. People stop reaching when they get hurt. Then we will be able to run life's marathon race with passion And determination. See that? Marathon. It's a marathon. And passion and determination for the path that has been already marked out before us. Then we'll be able to run with what? A marathon race with passion. Now, think about that. He said, this is like a marathon, man. This is going to be forever. Don't think you're going to finish this race. This race ain't stopping. People stop reaching when they get discouraged and watch People that have been wounded, stop reaching, and without passion and determination, you're gonna stop pressing. So here's the enemy. I like to call them enemies of pursuit. Write these down. Put them in the put them in the comment section because you're gonna help the people watching. Put it in the comment section. Okay, watch this. Be careful. So what are the things? Here's, here's one of the, the wounds. These are uh, I'm gonna say. Let's just say these are enemies of pursuit. The enemies of pursuit are this. Let's just say, number one, people stop reaching when they get discouraged. The wounds of life stop you from pursuing excellence. The wounds of life stop you from pursuing excellence, okay? Watch out for past wounds. because They discourage people from pursuing excellence. Man, I tried, and I got hurt and i don't want to try anymore. Well, guess what? You're not exempt from excellence because you got hurt. Everybody gets hurt. You got to overcome the hurt. The Bible says if a man falls down 7 times, he's got to get up. Just keep getting up. You know, it was funny. I was watching them um, I was watching this this it was so goofy. I was almost going to use it at the church. Maybe if I find it again, I will. It was um people were um you know, um Talking about um, you know, winning stuff, you know, and they thought they had won it. You know, you probably seen this thing, it was on face it was on Instagram or something like that. Like people were running a race and the guy thought he won and he lifted his hands in the air like, yeah, hey, I'm the winner. And the other guy like ran right by him because he started celebrating too early. You know what I mean? And then there was another guy who was riding a bike and he was like, Yeah, I'm winning. And another guy he came running in and it was like, Man, don't celebrate early. Oh man. And I started like, man, I started thinking like, Man, these guys won it. They had it won, and they just, right before they hit the finish line, they just celebrated too early, and they didn't finish strong. And I saw, for some reason, when I was thinking about this, it says this. This is a marathon race, and you got to run it with passion and determination. The path has been set before you. But don't stop and think, well, you've arrived. You know what I mean? Well, I'm better than everybody else around me. I got everybody else in the ministry beat. I got all my goofy relatives. I'm out. Man, I got excellence at it. Man, all my friends that are Christians, you know, they're like halfway Christians. I'm like a real deal Christian. You know what I mean? I got this thing. Stop. Don't claim victory too soon in these areas. Pursue excellence on the daily and get better each and every day at being a person of detail. That's what it is. Now watch this. What are some of any enemies of pursuing? I'm wounded. I got hurt. I got hurt maybe in a church. I got hurt in the department I was working in. Maybe my gifting. I feel like I should have been there by now. I don't master my my craft You know, like a lot of times, like people, some people have abilities that other people don't have. Like, you know, they maybe given abilities and they don't pursue, I I have to pursue excellence in my ministry, the preaching ministry. Some of you have to pursue an excellence. Maybe God's given you the ability to sing or play an instrument. Are you being excellent with the gifts that God gave you? Maybe you're just helps and you go, oh, helps ain't no big deal. This is a no nothing ministry. That's one of the most important ministries there is. The ministry of helps and excellence makes the whole thing flow another level why are we doing this you know I forget I never forget my first job at the church was you know sweep the floor mop the floor and clean the grill down at the soup kitchen you know and I never forget it man I thought like man this is like this is like the cat's meow man I'm like I'm big time now I get to clean the grill you know and I literally um I used to have, uh, I told you this story. I had Waffle House as a customer, man, in the 90s, you know? And I was like, and I went to the best grill cook they had. I said, who's the best one? I had like six of these Waffle Houses we used to service. And I said, who's the best grill cook? And this guy, I never forget the guy's name. The guy's name was Eli. How's that? He was a Bible guy, right? And I said, where's Eli? And I went over there and I found out. I said, hey, how do you clean this grill? I didn't say how you cook. How you? I said, what's the best way to clean this grill? And he showed me what to do. And I said, okay. And he goes, why do you want to know how to clean the grill? I said, I work at the soup kitchen and I want to clean that thing like a pro. I never forgot that. I never forgot. it was something nobody had to teach me this. I just knew I was doing it for God. Remember the Blues Brothers were working for the Penguin. <laughs> Remember that? You ever hear that? He go, why are you guys doing this? You crazy nuts are driving around. They go, we're working for the penguin. Come on, somebody, they meant the nun. You know what I mean? It was funny. I always remember that movie. I don't remember all of it. It's probably bad. But I remember that one part. I'm working for the Lord. You know what I mean? And when I went there, I asked the question, and I'm not bragging on me because trust me, I don't have it all together. And I learned, and I had a janitor buddy because we were doing something. I said, how do you really mop right? And they said, you got to have an S turn. do an S. I was okay. And I mopped the floor like a pro. I really did. I was like, I took it serious. I was like, man, you're working for God. You know what I mean? If I'm, it's God's house, you know what I mean? Say, so, oh, that's just the stupid soup kitchen. You're overboard. I wouldn't be sitting here today if I thought like that. I remember everything. I ushered at Rama. When I was ushering at Rama, man, these guys, man, they were like, dress like this, put your tie over here, have no pen, have no this, move your belt around. These guys scared me. I was like, these guys are nuts. And the Lord's like, no, they're going to teach you excellence. I remember driving home, serious community. I said, I don't want to usher here. These people are crazy. I thought they were like like Navy SEALs going to drop out of the ceiling if something went wrong in the church. You know, they were like really serious about this. And I was like, first week there, I was like, I'm quitting this mess. These guys are crazy. Move this and don't do this and don't have that and have a T-shirt like this and steam your coats and all this stuff. I was like, oh, my God in heaven. And I was like, and the Lord said, if you don't stay here with these guys, you're never going to learn excellence in that department, and I learned it. I got so good at it, by the time we were ready to leave school, we had a continued education seminar, and I went from being this guy that didn't know nothing to the last time we had this big meeting, I was like one of the top guys running the thing because I wanted to make sure, and I took every detail into consideration. But you know what's funny about this? You'll lose focus in this if you're not careful because you got to pursue it on the daily. Look at this. Here's another enemy. Watch out for the wounds, but also watch out for this. Watch out that you don't... Make sure you keep your passion level at a high. You got to stay passionate. Don't get discouraged. You see that? He says this. He said, run this race with passion and determination. Does that make sense? So keep an eye on your passion. And this is what happens sometimes in life. I'm going to tell you what the key to passion, I think it is. Um, Passion isn't always um, accessible by yourself. Get around people with like passion. Go find somebody excellent and get around them. I don't care what they do. You can go in the natural world and find an excellent person and you'll learn from them and carry it into your spiritual life. Somebody at work that's excellent. Somebody that you know that's excellent. They're really attention to detail. They could help you. It rubs off because sometimes you're not going to have such a passion for it. You got to create a passion for it and you have to create. And another thing is this. To be determined. Enemies of this, discouragement. Enemies of this, wounds. Enemies of this, lack of passion. Well, how do you get a lack of passion? Well, you start losing focus. You do. And that's what he says. Listen to this. In Philippians 3.13, I don't depend on my own strength. That's so good to accomplish this. However, I do one compelling what? I do have one compelling focus there you go see that focus one compelling focus so this is I don't depend on my own strength we're going to talk about that you got to have God's ability however I do have one compelling focus what's that I forget all of the past and I fasten my heart to the future instead he said I got one focus what's that forget the past focus on the future if you have pursuit it will help you God listen to me If you have pursued, God will help you achieve it. You have to make sure you start going after it. God is not going to make you be excellent. God is not even going to give you, I'm going to say this, it's going to sound really bad, but God isn't even going to give you the desire to become excellent. You're going to have to create desire within yourself, and then God's going to help you get access to this thing. I don't depend on my own strength. You're going to need God's help, guys. I'm telling you, you're gonna need God's help to accomplish this, to become a person of excellence. And what am I saying? Well, are you excellent at work? You gotta start asking yourself these questions. Okay, are you the first person in, last person to go? Or are you like the guy that just like, man, I don't care, can't see from my house. Are you excellent? Is your your car excellent? Start right here. Man, I I remember going to church, right, in the 90s. And they were like, man, they were like, they were teaching excellence, and it was like, well, if your car looks like a mess, and I was like, oh, man, I got some stuff in my car, you know what I mean? And then don't blame your kids. Teach your kids. Don't blame this. Don't blame that. Stop it. Take responsibility to be excellent. If your car looks like weird, start with that. That's small. Man, I'm going to go clean my car today. You know what I mean? They got free things. You go over there. Cost you five bucks to get your car washed, and you get the vacuum for free. Come on, man, get with it. Let's go. Let's go get this thing going. We're going to have the best of 2021. This isn't something we're going to just get a day. We have to produce excellence. What does excellence look like? You ever go to a fancy hotel? Ain't nothing out of place. They don't allow it. You ever go to a nice restaurant? They don't allow stuff out of place. You know what I mean? Go get around something that's excellent. Go see something. Now, how's how's that sound? Well, I'm going to need God's help. Well, so do I. Everybody needs God's help. We cannot produce, I don't depend on my own strength. Stop depending on your own strength to do this. Say, God, but now here's the thing. You got to get really intentional to do this. You know, people say they make a to-do list like one, two, three, four, five every day. Don't do number two until you do number one. Go get number one done and accomplished. People are great starters and lousy finishers. They're masterful at starting everything. You know, I, I love it. I love I love the people around me. I'm not going to mention no names. But they want to go get, oh, let's go get a board, and let's go write stuff out, and, oh, let's go get a day journal, and, oh, let's go get a planner. No, let's go get something done. Let's stop getting dream boards and, and vision this and jacked up that and write on this and note stickies here. No, let's go finish something. Let's clean the car today. Let's let's vacuum the house today. Let's clean your closet that's been jacked up for 6 months today. Let's get something done today. And some of you get small goals to achieve this. Be like Pastor Grace, my car is a mess. Go and throw 5 things out of your car today. Tomorrow, Thursday, go do something. Go activate something. Go put go hang up 5 things that are laying on your floor in your closet. Get small wins of motivation so you can start winning today. Listen what it says in 1 Corinthians 15.10. I told you this was coming. But God's amazing grace has made me who I am. And his grace to me was not fruitless. In fact, I worked harder than all the rest. Yet not in my own strength, but God's. For his empowering grace is poured out upon me. God will give you the grace to work hard at it. God will give you the ability to be the best. God will give you access. We are going to have to focus on the future because excellence is always ahead of us. That is, I don't want to hear the last 30 years of your life. Excellence is not behind you. And mediocre mediocrity begins the moment you stop pursuing excellence. So you might have been excellent in 83. I don't care. You might have been a bozo in 83, I don't care. You might have never been excellent a day in your life, I don't care. Excellence has nothing to do with the past. We cannot look at past seasons of excellence for anything besides a roadmap of future success that you're going to produce on the daily. You could say, well, I had it there. Well, guess what? Get it again. And if looking back doesn't help you, which I don't think it does, understand that this is your brand-new 2021 It's not going to be the same because we're going to put different standards of what? It's not okay to be average. I am not an average Christian. I'm pressing for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Look what it says here. Man, this is so strong. This is my revelation I had in this communication, and then I found this scripture. I said, man, this thing's an invitation. I didn't even know it was in the Bible. Look at Philippians 3.14. I run straight for the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal and gaining the victor prize through the anointing of Jesus. I run straight for the divine invitation. That's what I'm saying. It's an invitation given to God, and then God gives it to others to invite you. This is anointed. This is why we're in this series. When I preach this, you now have access to become the most excellent person you've ever been in your life because God is so good. So let us all, let all of us who are fully mature have this same passion and if anyone is anything else gripped with, get gripped by these desires and God will reveal this unto you. What's that? That we are getting ready to press into this divine invitation. Remember, good enough is not acceptable behavior to a person of excellence. We must refuse the temptation to merely settle in a life of mediocrity. Many people have walked in this season of life. It's just okay. You got to change it. And you know what's going to start happening? You're going to stop settling. Now, let me tell you what this is going to produce. You're going to stop settling for for what life's trying to give you when you become excellent. Excellence isn't going to allow you to stay in a certain, I'm going to say this. This is going to be really good. I hope you get this. Excellence is not going to allow you to stay in mediocre relationships anymore. You're not going to settle. Ladies, you're not going to settle for some goofy guy that doesn't understand that you're an excellent individual. You're going to you're going to you're going to produce an atmosphere around you that is going to make someone come into your life at a different level than they ever had any any other season before because now as being a person of excellence, you're not going to settle for for hum hum slow slow no way. Ain't going to happen. You're not going to settle. You're not going to settle for a lifestyle, even in your own life. Uh, I don't. I, I'm not going to. I. I you know, listen. I don't despise where you live in, and that. But I'm saying, no, this isn't where excellence lives. I'm being serious with you. This isn't when excellence drives. Now I'm going to start where I'm at, but I'm going to get to another level. And I'm going to take care of what I got. You know, I remember that all the time. Man, they used to tell me, man, excellence, uh, irons, iron. I mean, I, I used to have a 40 and an 80. Ever tell you that story? I had an $80 suit and a $40 suit. That's where I started. My $40 suit was tight, baby. Man, I had a 40 and an 80. I never forget as long as I live. And I'd get ready for church on Saturday night. I used to iron it, you know. And all of a sudden, they're like, why are you showing up with a suit? You know, I was like, man, because I'm going to church, man. So I had, to, I had a 40 and an 80. And man, every once in a while, I bust out the eighty. Man, that eighty was bad. That thing cost me eighty bucks. You know what I mean? I thought that suit was hot stuff, man. I was like, That's the, I got the 80, a forty and an eighty, and I used to pull out. I used to pull out the eighty for big occasions and the forty. And I used to have to, you know, mix and match them, you know, because you don't, you didn't have like a whole wardrobe of suits. So, you know, every once in a while, you get sharp, you know, like you put the jacket, you know, you put the jacket. I had a tan one and a dark one. And sometimes I even remember doing like dark jacket with the light pants to try to mix it up, you know. And then you, like, put the jacket with the jeans, and you try to pull it off. And you got this. And I remember ironing it and making sure it was good and ready to go the night before church and just being ready. And then I took care of that 80 like it was a Brioni, man. You know, that's that's like a... $10,000 suit for some of you guys, you know what I mean? I was like, man, woo, I'm gonna put this thing gonna be pressed and ready to go, you know? And I remember you got the shirts, you know, and these ties. Oh my God, help me, Jesus, right? But you know what I'm trying to say? It was excellence. Excellence has a look. Excellence has a smell. Excellence has a feel. Comb your hair for crying out loud. Get excellent. You know, I'm being serious with you, man. Some of you need to go Go get you. Go get a breath mint and get excellent. Now I'm being serious, man. You got to start somewhere. You know, like you can't be walking around looking all shout out like you, you got it together, man. Ain't nobody gonna be listening to a shout out person, you know. And I mean, it's like, well, you know, that's you're being you're being stereotypical. You're you're being mean. No, be a person of excellence. I don't care if you're flipping burgers. Be the best burger flipper there is. Show up early. Stay late. Learn something. Learn how to how to. Learn, go ask the manager, what can I do to become a better employee? Go get this stuff going somewhere, and then take these biblical principles and change your life. It's an invitation that you've been given, and I'm helping you get access to a greater level. Listen to this. Tozer said this, refuse to be average and let your heart soar as high as it will. Man, that's so good. Let your heart soar as high as well. You know, I had this quote, man. This quote was was. I hope I got it here. I think I do. But it it, I, it really got me, man. I was I was pulling some of this stuff in, and I was like, my God, excellence in life. And I'm gonna let you go when I find this. But I want you to dream. Peter Daniels said this. Now I want you. To, I want you to. I want you to see this. When you dream, you are in periphery vision of divinity because you are creating something out of nothing. Man, I'm going to read that again. The periphery vision meaning this, you're seeing. So I'm going to cut it down so you can see it. When you dream, you are in the same category as God in the place of sight. Because of divinity, you are creating something out of nothing. So what happens when you start dreaming, you're at the same peripheral sight that God has, and he creates something out of nothing. Dream it, see it, understand it. I love this quote. It is powerful. Don't forget it. I want you, don't please, don't forget what I just said. Because I think that's so, um, I think it's powerful. Because I think we stop dreaming. Because it seems like it's so far away but it's not that far away. Be a dreamer again. Remember what I said. A man, a man's progress and a woman's progress in life is in direct proportion to his continual pursuit of excellence. Be the person of excellence. Let me pray for you. Let's let this series all month long challenge us to go to another level and let us stop living a life and having a relationship with God. No one wants to have An ordinary life with God when He's called us to have an extraordinary life. And no one wants to live a life of status quo with God when He has given us the access to the greatest life that we could ever have with Him. Let's step out of the comfort of familiar and step into the position of excellence. And let's respond to this invitation of excellence to change our life forever and be the people of God and be the people that God has called us to be in this season of life so we could transform our future forever. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for each and every person listening at the sound of my voice. I know that the season of excellence for them is now. You have given us the invitation and I give them the invitation. I am inviting them in to a place of excellence where only you could bring us, only you could sustain us, only you can maintain us, and only you can let us see. Let us see what it is we need to see in this season. And let us be transformed, not just by the word of God, but let us be transformed by the excellence within the word that puts a demand on us to become the people of God at a greater level. Thank you for this invitation. We have accepted and we will respond with the best of our ability. But with your help, we will achieve the greatest goals possible. Because as we seek you, we will find you. And as you move elusively through time, we'll be in pursuit of you no matter what. We're never going to stop pursuing excellence. It may be elusive, and it may be something that can never be fully achieved, but when we turn around and look, we're going to see ourselves grow beyond the limitations of humanity and step into the access of divinity, and we're never going to be the same again. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, and everybody said amen. Praise the Lord. Guys, listen, I'm so proud of you. I'm excited. Don't forget, we're fasting. We're praying. Get their prayer requests in if they're not in already. We're standing with you. We're going to see you Saturday and Sunday this week. Saturday morning, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. We're going to be praying right here at Relevant. You can watch. It's going to be live streamed. We're going to live stream it. It's going to be in the house corporately. We're going to take communion, so prepare that at home. Don't forget, Sunday morning, we're going to be in the house, 21 days fasting and praying. Be prayerful about your best seed forward. We're going to be taking that at the end of the fast. Breakthrough Sunday, we're going to bring our pledge to God, and we're going to go to a brand new place in faith in the arena of giving. And I want you to know this. Each and every day as you seek him, pressing into his presence, you're being transformed. Fasting doesn't change God. Fasting changes you. You're going to see the life you wanted to see in Christ this season, greater than ever before because your commitment to pursue him. We love you. God bless you. We're praying for you, and we'll see you soon. And remember this, as long as we keep pursuing God, he's going to keep pursuing you. I love you. I'll see you then. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.